we can do our intro as we're walking. We're off. Hey, she's ready to go, huh? Dog to be around people. She's like, I don't understand. We don't even try and bring our dogs out to anything because they are socially inept. All they'll do is bring our, our status down with every encounter they have. I was like, she loves to walk. I walk around the golf course all the time. But she's just like, this is a lot, Mom. <laughs> hey, we're friends. I'm gay. I'll be friends with you. So, Amy, we're in this walk together, and we're recording the intro for the San Carlos Computer Club. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I saw you were out there doing bracelet sales. I got, I got money. Let's start. This is Scott Stimson, your host. This is uh, Math Mix Moss, Emily Simpson, the favorite child uh, maker, brave, enjoyer of Greek mythology, and breaker of hearts. Oh, hey, look. There's mommy. There's the mommy. Super cool. Who's with us? You, yeah? La mommy. La mommy. <laughs> make her bracelets, break her hearts. How is your business doing this morning? It's doing good. I sold some bracelets. I sold a bracelet to uh, one of my mom's friends. And and she, she bought like 10 bracelets. Oh my God. So that was like half my stock. Can you get her to do that each week? Uh, you know, I'd love to. <laughs> so this is the intro for February 8th. 2022, and if we hadn't mentioned it before, we're actually on the Seguro y Sano, Safe and Sound, Raise Awareness of Violence Against Women. Yeah. It's how we're spending our Sunday. We're right behind you. I don't know why you're way up there. You're just walking by yourself. You're like six feet in front of us this whole walk. She's got an imaginary leash on her. Are you ready to go faster? Let's do it. Well, then we have to end this intro recording. Uh... <laughs> See ya. So once again, this has been the intro for February 8th, 2022, the podcast of the San Carlos Computer Club. I am Scott Stimson, the interminal host, and this is... Uh, Mastic Boss, Emily Stimson. The person with no sleep. And la mommy with imaginary wish. Signing off, Scott Stimson. Thank God. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Signing off, Emily Stimson. And I'm definitely you. <laughs> you're definitely, you're cosplaying. You have come into a conversation with Scott and Fred. We are trying to figure out what's happening with the second part of Ozark Season 4. Season 4 I, win. I never finished Ozark Season 3. I got too bored with it. Season 4 Part 2 come out. Release date. We needn't wait long. I Premiere sometime. Well, they did a weird thing, and Fred had mentioned it last meeting, and I had forgotten I was going to look it up, that the last episode, like the seventh episode of the season, said it was Part 1, and so it didn't make any real sense. And it turns out what they did was they wanted to make a, a longer story, and so they created the, or I guess Netflix wanted wanted 10 episodes and the producers wanted to do more than that and so they settled on 14 and they've cut season four in half a part it one and part two be the last season that's probably the reason for the increase in length right is they wanted to say uh, tell a more complete finale to the story i would speculate they need to
to have aired the full season by May 31st in order to meet eligibility standards for the Emmys. But nobody's saying when season two's coming out in these couple articles we're reading. Sometime in 2022. So it would make sense to release it in time for the Emmys. I I thought it was already out. Season four, part one. Part one is out. Part one. Oh, okay. Yes. And what we're speculating on is part two. Oh, okay. Are you looking at Tom's guide? I do from time to time. What are we talking about? It says, Ozark season four, part two, will bring the series finale to the drama. The first half of the supersized season added to the show's body count with several key characters meeting their demise. And part two is expected to be even more brutal and bloody. (laughs) Wonderful. But there isn't a release date yet, is there? Um, Part one came out last Monday, so I don't know when this was written. Two days ago and it could drop in april well that's the kind of speculation they're making over here or possibly fall or fall it's it's uh 14 episodes the final season no it's seven it's 14 in total right the final season yeah yeah, yeah. And so uh, the first part is seven and the second part is seven. And the article I'm reading is they may air them before May 31st to be eligible for the Emmys. I didn't realize there was such a hard cutoff date for the Emmys. So are they winning? That's more uh, the first six months, right? Does that mean the last six months from June to December 2022 in the Emmys is part of next I guess year? I, yeah, I don't pay any attention. Do they call it the 2021, the 21-22 Emmys? I don't watch the Emmys, so I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I watch the Olympics. I watch the basketball. I don't watch the Emmys. So where is everybody? Nobody's on computer club. Well, we're still a little early. <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Three minutes. Bill and Cheryl are normally here, see, at least. I saw uh, Jim Savisi at Walmart yesterday. He wants to know when we're going to be in person. Yeah, we're back to making that decision now, aren't we? I'm in no hurry. He did say that they've had breakfast several times at Tequila's, and it was very good. And they've ah. been there for lunch and dinner as well. So That's awesome. All right. So My computer is ago, working I went too hard to Baja and went to visit the whales two weeks ago. Sorry, Judy. I just need a moment. My system is overwhelmed. I'm making it work way too hard. I'm, so I'm shutting some stuff down here. Well, and I guess we're on the countdown to start, and it's just the three of us at the moment. I'm not quite sure why we'd be so out out of people. It's just us for the San Carlos Computer Club. Well, other than some people left this morning for Alamos with Mark Mulligan, maybe Bill and Cheryl, too. Oh, that oh, no, maybe. didn't they fly to Canada? They flew to Canada, didn't they? Yeah, but for some reason, I'm thinking that they're back. I, I They sent me a message about picking up a, a drive I was working on for them, and I just assumed they were back in town. Yeah. Well, speak of the devil, here they are now. That doesn't they're look somewhere. like they're back. Where are you guys? They're on the way to Alamos. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> Are you, can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, it's in my hearing aid. Bill can't hear, but yes, we're on the bus to Elmos. Send us. Oh wow, that's yeah. horrible. We can't hear anything. No. Did you hear? Did you hear? She's on the bus to Alamos. Did hear that part? Yes. Did you hear that? 
Okay. Which which makes sense that they. So what is it that's happening in Alamos? I thought the music festival is over, or is, is that happening Mark right Mulligan now? Had, no, Mark Mulligan had taken two buses down. For oh a wow! Few nights day. Just just a Mexican tour arranged everything for folks. That's very well, cool. Mark Mulligan. I don't know if you call that a Mexican tour with Mark Mulligan. <laughs> What's a Mexican music tour? <laughs> You're coming through again, Cheryl. Mexican... Just passing really in Palme. Background noise. Yeah, I was. I I kept hitting the wrong button. I was going to mute her. Yeah. So well, last a week, let's see. Last Monday, I got back from two night whale watching. That sounds awesome. Were you? Um, did you stay yeah. on the boat? What did you do? No, we flew out of Hermosillo to Guerrero Negro, flew into the little military airport there in Guerrero Negro, and then stayed two nights in a hotel and went out on Sunday whale watching morning and afternoon. It was wonderful. That sounds like an awesome way to spend it. I got to pet. I petted a whale. I actually touched it. Oh, wow. Have you ever done that before? In New Zealand, yes, but not here. I don't think I've ever touched a whale. I've touched a dolphin by accident in the ocean out here on San Francisco Beach. I, I, I went swimming and a pod of dolphins showed up around me and they brushed up against me. It was me and my dog. This, I, it was years ago. The mamas actually brought the babies up to the boat and went under the boat and scratched their backs. And it was really, really a wonderful experience. And that was with Ocean Camp, Mark and Miguel. Oh, that's and neat. That locally? Ocean Good morning, Camp. Chester. Good morning. Ocean Camp, you know I've Mark and Miguel, there. right? Uh-huh. A, number, a number of years ago, I was out there one one day, and any direction you looked, you could see a spout. Mm-hmm. That's how it was in Guerrero yep. Negro, but this is the time when they're all there having their babies or teaching their babies how to eat and swim and all that stuff. So, From the standpoint of running a boat, it, it doesn't excite you because you may hit one. And I've, I've come within 10 feet of them before. I think they're smarter than that. Yeah, well, Ch- yeah. Chester, you've just come in. So. We're talking about Mexican travel experiences because Cheryl and Bill are on a bus to Alamos right now with Mark Mulligan. And so they just they just phased in for a moment for our meeting, and their cell signal was so bad that they had to leave us. Is that the music festival that's going on in Alamos? No, I'm, I'm no. sure that's over with. I guess it's one of these trips like Mark and Miguel do, but uh, it's Mark Mulligan that's doing it, like Ocean Camp would do. But hey, we're here. It's February 8th. This is Computer Club. It's, I'm Scott Stimson. <laughs> And I'm here with Fred and Judy and Chester. And did you guys bring any topics? Have you had a chance to look at my topics list? I don't know if anything on it you're interested in. I did I did have a follow-up from... Buying, oh, go ahead, Chester. I said, I've been busy buying a television that I didn't have time to look. So that, that was the my end result of your blue screen. Is that right? It, it's not repairable. Not repairable. That's too bad. What were you saying, Fred? <laughs> my TV died two days ago. Oh, you guys are I bad it's luck. Not a <laughs> yeah. Don't make it threes. I can't afford a new TV. <laughs> I did read that this is the best time to buy a new TV with Super Bowl coming on. They really want to sell a TV. So actually, the best time to buy the TV is the week after Super Bowl because all these people that got the big TVs returned them. Yeah. 
<laughs> buy a used TV at a discounted price. I think that's yeah. called open stock. <laughs> Well, and I wonder, is that is that still a thing? I, I, it's become so well known that that's a good time to buy a cheap TV. You would think people would be have Super Bowl restrictions on the sale and return. That's what the Wall Street Journal said. For for buying a TV now or after Super Bowl? Now. Buying it now. You, you know, I wonder if that ends up being a trend. Like, you could get a discounted TV now, but you've, you've committed to not returning it after the Super Bowl. Well, mine doesn't. Uh, the one I bought does not have any commitment not to return it. Okay, I, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just kind of trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read anything in those regards. In fact, all the stuff I've read, I've stuck in this document, and I've sent a link in the chat here if you guys want to bring it up. The uh, there is. I mean, we are talking about TVs. There is an article. Something I thought was interesting is these new Macintoshes. These these Pro Display. The XDR displays that they're selling with these brand new MacBooks, the 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 M1s. Apparently, there's some uh, brightness problem when it's in high temperatures, and I won't go into too many of the details about it. But they actually talk about operating your MacBook, your brand new MacBook, in a in an ambient temperature that would be lower in most cases uh, than an ambient temperature around here in San Carlos. It, it caught me off guard because normally these temperatures are pretty extreme, like like uh, 85 degrees down to uh, just below freezing it would be the temperatures they would want you to operate it in. But one of their, uh, it's right here, it says Apple's, uh, Apple says users should who see the problem continually when the ambient temperature of the room is under 77 degrees should contact Apple support. I mean, essentially, they're basically they're basically saying seventy-seven degrees. They're saying turn your room 77? down below seventy-seven degrees if you're having this problem, and if you continue to have this problem, then it's it's a support issue that Apple will take care of. So if you got it at seventy-five degrees and you're continually what having this brightness problem, I'm sorry, say say again, Judy. But seven, but seventy-seven is not hot. Right. That's what I thought. That's after I read this, no, I'm like I. Have to share this with the computer club because we all know what hot is. We live That's in San, San Carlos. And apparently what happens yeah. is that that what well, what happens is the display itself heats up. They've got an overheating issue with the display, not with not with the CPU, not in where traditionally you'd have a cooling issue where you had to keep it cool. They've got some display issue. And they're not, Say again? They're not talking fair, uh, Celsius? No, no, they're talking they're Fahrenheit. They're talking Celsius? They, well, that would be hot in Celsius. Yeah, it would. No, they're they're talking Fahrenheit, and and what what they're basically saying is what'll happen is you'll have this brightness problem. It will the display will overheat. You'll um you will have a brightness. Uh, your brightness will diminish. It'll it'll go down in brightness, and the only fix is to cool down the laptop. And so you you live at that dimmed. Um, light that 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 um your brightness being dimmed until it has cooled down the screen is cooled down and can go back to normal and if this is happening frequently 
turn uh, and your room is below 77 degrees, then it's something that Apple's going to support. And that, that's what I thought was interesting is 77 degrees isn't hot. Like Judy says, we live in San Carlos. There's a very good chance these laptops around here will be used in above 77 degrees all the time. And if the screen is getting hot to the point where it has to dim itself down, then you can imagine a lot of laptops in San Carlos climate sitting around at the dim screen level. And I found that interesting. (laughs) Sorry, Chester, go ahead. Wouldn't that be a very major marketing problem? I would think so. Apparently, it's not not everybody's suffering from this problem, but it is definitely a tech Samora support problem. So I have a question. To to know you have this problem, you first would have to have that latest liquid retina display. You would have bought that expensive one, the the XDR, and your your display will have dimmed without your – you haven't told it to dim, and the screen will be excessively hot. I'm sorry. Sorry, Judy, go ahead. What was it you were going to add? This this kind of relates to a, the heat question. So if, if I know a person that may be leaving their uh, MacBook here over the summer, what would they do since their air conditioning is not on in the house or anything? Oh, I, would they be leaving it turned off? They wouldn't leave However, it on, would, would they? Be, probably not. Probably not. So it's, well, I, it's they, not, whatever the best thing would be. So, so if it was turned off, it would be okay? Well, not necessarily, but the instructions might be different because storing an item for an extended period of time, like six months versus having right. it running for six months, you, you'd have different concerns. And well, let's say at, that they're going to turn it off. Yeah, if they're going to turn it off, like I've I've had to deal with that because I've left in the summers to run the bed and breakfast, and I have computers here that are, mm-hmm. and and I have computers in my in in the the trailer, and there is no reason to leave air conditioning running in the trailer if nobody's here. If the office isn't being used, it just turns right. into a bodega. So what I would typically do is I the removable batteries, I would move them into the house from these devices because the removable batteries, it was convenient to bring them into the house and the house didn't fluctuate in temperature as much. If it was a MacBook or say for yes. like my my Asus, I can't remove the battery from it. Right. So if, if, if I was leaving it behind, then I would, I would probably bring it over to my office to stay with my in-laws. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't leave it. I mean, or, well, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong. I would treat it the same way as the batteries. I'd bring it into the house and have it but but the point is a place where temperature fluctuation isn't so great. The trailer is just a tin box. I've got yeah, yeah. I, I I've got wallpaper peeling off of the walls in the because of summer right. heat around here, right? So I would not leave so those batteries okay in here. In, in our houses here in Loma Del Mar, that are not trailers; they're regular houses. Yeah, you've got to have some. It gets hot, but yeah, you've. And we're talking about storage. I bet Linda. Linda has a good opinion on it as well. Hi, Linda. Hey, hi. How are you? Doing good. good. We're just we're missing some of our people. Some of our people have gone with Mark Mulligan to Alamos. 
I love Alamos. Me yeah, too. yeah, Alamos is we beautiful. We had such a good time the time we went. <laughs> Hey, we were just talking about we were just talking about storing computers uh, during the hot season. Do you have any of your own recommendations for computers that wouldn't be used in San Carlos while somebody left for the summer? We're thinking no, because we always we live there full time. Right. The only right. the only recommendations I had for people was their printers and putting and putting the ink in the refrigerator for the summer when they left. Yeah, that's and a I great didn't recommendation. I can do that last year and it was fine it was fine so, yeah so because, i think you never know you never yeah, know i had yeah, people I call me and they their printers would be all jammed up because they left mm-hmm. the ink in it all summer yeah i had customers that did the refrigerator trick and the and the cartridges still wouldn't work in their in their printer they right. had to buy new cartridges but I recommend the refrigerator trick all the time because I think it's about you're hedging your bets. I, I think it's mm-hmm. better to think so, of the, the cartridges that are going to have problems are the ones that aren't getting used regularly. So I, what it's do you the best. Putting, putting the laptop in the refrigerator. Oh, I don't. I mean, I, I, don't know I don't about that. It just seems wow. like, well, maybe a better way to wrap my head around it is: Do you have a re- refrigerator that's going to be on and dedicated to only electronics? Because then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But no. you're gonna. But what we're really talking about is sticking it next to all these condiments and things that are in the fridge. And if there's a power okay. outage or something like that, I mean, I don't think that's a good idea. I print okay. cartridges are pretty easy. Even batteries are pretty easy because you can stick them in a. Ziploc bag, but things like mm-hmm. electronics make me really nervous doing stuff like that. Judy could be correct if you wrapped it in plastic. Right, or one of those big Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you oh, want to take that risk, that's, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I said, I said I, I wouldn't do it if it were my laptop. That was my thing, but <laughs> I wouldn't put mine in the refrigerator over the summer, but that was just my thing. I just, and oh, think oh, about oh, if there's a power loss, what happens to what's in the fridge and your equipment while it's in there, even if it is wrapped in plastic? Well, there's you... not much in the refrigerator uh, when we leave them on or at least mine it has bottles of wine and batteries and it doesn't it normally i don't even leave condiments in there because they're probably going to be expired when i get back anyway chester i'm sorry we keep talking on top of you good Go ahead. If the electricity goes out, (laughs) then you're going to get moisture in it. So I don't think I'd leave it in there. I used to have a, uh, I don't have it anymore, but I had a high quality uh, portrait printer. And in that case, you not only put the ink wells, and there were eight of them, but you also put printer head in the printer. Oh, uh yeah. Yeah, because Uh it was an individual head, right? It's not a replaceable head like an HP cartridge would be. Right. Yeah. I, I think you're just hedging your bets that the way to keep a printer healthy is to exercise it at least every 30 days and you just can't do that when you're not here if you if you're not here that's just not happening and so the rest of it is you're just trying to keep from having that extra expense of buying new cartridges and at the very worst you're that expense of replacing a gummed up cartridge in the kind of printer like chester you're describing that's that's typically i one head and if that gets gummed up that's a real pain or at least a real expense to replace. But I did also put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ziploc bags in the fridge make sense. Go ahead, Linda. 
Well, I don't think probably most people leave their computers in their houses when they leave San Carlos. I'm sure with laptops, people take them with them. I mean, anymore, most people don't have, uh, um, you know, don't have desktop computers unless you have the new ones. Well, it's my neighbor, and she's thinking of leaving her laptop here as she travels back and forth. I don't think she should leave her laptop there. What if you get that broken was my, into? That, huh? What if you get broken into? Well, I mean, not that you're going to and where yeah. you live. That's a, that's a possibility. I, I think what Judy's describing, uh, though, is is a real genuine case these days. And I think it's more common with older, older equipment because people yes. have been able to do everything they need to do on their mobile devices, and they still only use their computer for a few things mostly printing out things and yeah. so one wanting to leave it behind i think is a, a real genuine uh issue and so i i think it would come down to how often is she leaving it behind for how long is she gone for it could be that that what you're going to do is you're just going to prolong or not prolong you're going to increase the um the wear on an older device like that battery's going to go bad well, quicker you know, normally Six months is the norm, you know, gone for six months, here for six months. So. Right. So if she was uh-huh. coming back okay. and forth, I, I, if yeah. she was coming back yeah. and forth well, like every month, then then maybe you do want to leave it. But if she's leaving for six months, I'd encourage her to take it because that ba- that laptop is going to have a longer life in her possession than it will right. sitting and, yeah sitting here in the in the Mexican kind of desert. What I suggested <laughs> too, even if she has to check it in her luggage. That's yeah. better, I think, than leaving it. If, so. if it's that kind of extended I time. I, I actually recently yeah. had a reason to be digging through my office. I have a stack of lap- laptops that I use for parts and a couple I just hang on to because I like them. I just think they were cool at the time. One of them is an old G3 um a uh, MacBook G3 back before they switched over to Intel chips, black one, sleek, looks really cool. Well, I noticed the other day it had been sitting for so long in a climate that goes hot and cold for so long that when I lifted the equipment that was stacked on top of it, it peeled off the plastic of the computer. The computer just crumbled beneath the weight the the plastic did and it's just re-emphasizes how like like an old computer is not going to be healthier sitting in storage it's the healthiest way an old computer can be is just being used i i suspect it's like a car maybe maybe in use you're just paying attention to it you're being careful with it you're checking the oil you know making sure the tires have air hey mom welcome welcome Hey, Sandy, you have your microphone turned off. There now. Sorry I'm late. I don't know what happened. I got lost for time. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Okay, so, Scott, what did you decide about in-person meetings? Uh, We haven't set a date yet. I mean, I think I'm ready. I'm boosted. I've already had COVID. Um, BB's got COVID right now. She was oh, the only, no. yeah. She was the only one in our family that didn't get sick. She sequestered herself in her bedroom and stayed away from Emily, Yuya, and I. And she did not show any symptoms. She was healthy the whole two weeks that we were isolated. Yuya suffered the worst. She got sick first and got well last, and she's still dealing with sinus stuff. But uh, but she's negative. She's testing negative. The uh, but that was four weeks ago, and this weekend, Bibi started suffering symptoms. And I'm like, no, honey. 
honey, we're going to go get you a COVID test. We need to know what's going on. And sure enough, she's positive for COVID. And she hasn't been with anyone. So we think she picked it up from school. So we informed the school that she's got COVID and would be staying home all this week and next. So how do you think you got it? How did I get it? Yeah. Well, I got I got it from my wife. And and actually it's really I think it's a real sign of how uh how um transmittable the omni version is because she's been very good about masking and social distancing, but she works here at the church and a bunch of people at the church got it and people didn't know it until later until Yuya's like I'm homesick and starts looking around and finds out that a n- number of their congregation were sick with it and just hadn't been sharing it with people or apparently they were sharing it with people is she in the choir <laughs> no no she does the books she's the accountant there yeah she works for the church business normally, normally in a choir it spreads everywhere right why well, I, I think it was I think it was a choir or a music group that that it started out with. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Linda, I'm sorry. But you guys were vaccinated? Yeah, we're all vaccinated. Yuya hasn't had a chance to get her booster yet, but I got my booster. Well, no, not any more than a cold, not not any more than I imagine we're going to go into the future dealing with. In fact, I I have this theory that I never would have gotten really sick from it because I had both vaccines and the booster and had very little effects from those. And then when I got COVID, I had all the symptoms. Yeah, oh, I had all the symptoms except I didn't lose sense of taste or smell, which they say with the Omicron, that's very common not to not to have that problem. And uh, I was only sick for three to four days, uh, body chills and aches and sleeping all the time. And then after after about three to four days, everything was pretty much normal for Scott. I I, I keep in mind I suffer from from uh, allergies at times, and so I have a I have a low bar for normal. But I, I and it was just the um, exhaustion. That's what I noticed for another week was walking around and just getting tired, getting tired walking from the back of the house to the front of the house, things like that. But totally, at least for my constitution, totally survivable. And and my daughter, by Emily, she suffered the exact same symptoms that I had. And Emily, and, and, and for the exact same amount of time, and Yuya suffered our symptoms and worse. She just had a, a really bad head cold. Wonder if it's possible she could have had both at the same time or got one and then a head cold came in too to prolong to prolong it the way it is. I don't know. I know that that the kind of suffering is the kind of suffering they talk about with long COVID. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, she's she's fine. She's just still dealing with she's thinking about getting a sinus operation. But that's a that's a thought that she has had long before COVID because she has sinus problems. And she's like, maybe maybe this is the time to finally do it. I have Um, the sinus operation. Oh, yeah. Did you get relief? Oh, gosh, yes. Did she have her tonsils out? That's a good question. I don't think she has had her tonsils out. I have to double check. She probably needs her tonsils and her adenoids out, and that would help her. But I had the sinus operation. It it really helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know that. That's that's history from before I met her. I I I, I, if I've known, I've forgotten. I'm on record. Sorry, honey. I I don't remember that detail. 
Is Todd <clears throat> selecting a um, a normal thing, a regular thing for kids to do? It was when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm thinking it is in Mexico. She probably has had her tonsils out. She's never talked about having an operation, so don't know. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. We just know you haven't had yours out. <laughs> anyway, all this comes back to the uh, the in person meetings, which I'm I'm fine to pursue as long as we're careful and we don't have any other news come up. What 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 um, stopped our planning was this Omnicrom all of a sudden cropped up and and shut everything down again. Well, there's so many people in San Carlos that aren't vaccinated. It's really terrible. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of women down there that live down there full time that aren't vaccinated. I can name at least four of them. Yeah, I, you know, this doesn't, we shouldn't, I mean, this is computer club. <laughs> so, but the politics of, of, I'm ready to just follow straight science at this point. If, if, if the science says the kids are safe to go to school, I'm all for it. I've, I've watched my own kids academic success deteriorates so i've got a stronger position in going back to school but i i want i want to follow the science uh, whatever whatever we've decided is the safe way to do it i want to do it and uh it feels like at this point in everything that we need to start learning how to live with this thing so we need to be we need to be setting up rules for how we're living with it because it's not going away and this latest bout really feels like a seasonal flu and so we why would we go forward without following that as a model for the, the way we deal with seasonal flu i'm i i feel terrible about people that have decided not to get vaccinated and they're at risk uh but well, there's science and then there's science <laughs> not all science agrees with the vaccination or the or the mask yeah i i i don't know if i'm 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 not in any because i don't want to get in any debate over what is what is the correct way to behave but i do think that that uh there's too much politics dra- uh, driving the way we're behaving and i think there are some absolute answers that that could dictate the way that we look at normal life in the future and i'd like to just be focused on that i'd like to i'd like to trust our our health leaders because that's why they're in the positions they're in is just like we've got political leaders they're in the position they're in to lead us politically our health leaders are supposed to be leading us in a in a health way and we should be able to figure out i i feel like you know we started out by trying to stop the spread that was the whole point and then mm-hmm. and then after that we still we didn't have vaccination so we we're trying to stop the the compromised from dying for no good reason the the people that were at biggest risk we we're trying to keep it out of out of their reach and and now we've got vaccinations and so everyone that that could potentially be at risk i uh, outside of the exceptions there's always exceptions but but outside of the exceptions is covered by this vaccine and we've seen it work we've seen large swaths of people not get get seriously sick and so there's a number there i think there's there's a number that can be calculated that can help us decide how we're supposed to be behaving and maybe that number has to be recalculated every week but i'm okay with that too as long as we're moving towards a more normal life mm-hmm. and i didn't mean to get on any kind of soapbox we're just talking about going back to regular meetings so linda you said it's surprising how many people in san carlos are unvaccinated i think one of the um, protocols for going back to, to in-person meetings is that we're under the assumption everybody's vaccinated 
I, I think that's a false assumption. I think that that should be <laughs> faded in the invitation to join us at an in-person meeting. Only vaccinated people are encouraged to come. I, I, I agree with you, Judy. That. I think I, I think that that's oh. what we have to say every time. Is are, is that are those those that have had it are those that have had it have a natural immunity? They should be okay. You should be okay. Yeah, but well, you don't know that. No, well, mean, and nobody knows that. If that were the case, then this omnibus Omicron virus wouldn't keep coming back and people wouldn't keep testing positive uh, after being vaccinated. Anyone has had the virus that has had the Omicron. People have had the the vaccination have it, sure, but not people who've already had, say, the the prior versions of it. So so don't beat me up, but I like (laughs) the line in the sand. I like having something simple like that that makes it very easy to say what our what our protocols are. I think it's very easy to say if you're vaccinated you're welcome to join us. And if you're not vaccinated you're welcome to join us online and I will keep trying to keep a virtual meeting going. I just I find it, regardless of anybody's position on on whether you're more immune or less immune or whatever, I like that that number one on the list is if you're vaccinated, you're ha- we're happy to have you with us. I think that's a very mm-hmm. easy distinction to draw, and I I don't it, it it gets out of all the nuances. So people can be upset with that being the line in the sand, but that's all they are. It's 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 very easy for us to say that. It's very easy for us to just say look we expect you to be vaccinated i i'm not going i'm not going to police it i'm not the 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 secretary of salute has not policed it they're saying this is how we stay healthy scott that we are in mexico and there is a man mass mandate in effect still in mexico yes and that's what i think a lot of people have seemingly forgotten that when they're out in a public venue if they're walking to the grocery store if they're doing whatever they are still supposed to have their masks on and a lot of um, mostly non-Mexicans don't seem to think that applies to them. Well, th- this is very true. And uh, I think that that's the reason one of our protocols is that we will follow whatever the local ordinances Perfect. are, because we don't mm-hmm. want to I, I don't want to make a judgment call myself. That's not my job. There are people that know better than me making and, that judgment call. And we don't want to get our venue as in tequilas in trouble uh, because we are complying with the mask mandate. That's the thing that really gets me. I, I, I wholeheartedly. I agree with that. There's there's no reason for us to behave in a way that somebody else has to take responsibility for our, our behavior. I mean, we should we should be behaving the way it's been decided by our community. I felt this way all throughout this is that we we have to we have to all agree as a community how we're going to behave. This is how the computer club is going to behave. Right. It's like I still appreciate the fact that Lay and Walmart and Sam's takes my temperature and sprays down my cart. I right. I I appreciate appreciate that. Whereas in Colorado, that is not the case. You know, what's funny about that is now... I show up and they don't do it. And I'm like, what? I'm supposed to push this dirty cart yeah. around like a savage? Right. Careful <laughs> <laughs> with my maiden name. My mom, the true savage. <laughs> well, you know, they're really not wiping down the carts anymore in any of the stores here. So they're spraying them down here. I don't know. I find it. 
I find it's hit or miss. And I just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I, I'm really, I really am not fearful for myself. I, I got all three. I've caught COVID. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not fearful for myself. I just want to make sure we do things the way we're supposed to be doing. Them. Well, I'm not fearful for myself. And you know, I really don't think wiping down the baskets has anything to do with getting the COVID. I think it's really breathing on people. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. That's my own personal opinion towards it. And I always call it. They're sitting out in the air. They're sitting out in the sun. You know, I, 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 I filthy, just... dirty. They are filthy, dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I like them wiped down. And you know, the, even when I left Colorado in October, they had stopped wiping them down. But they did have wipes available if you wanted to wipe them down. Yes. Yes. They have the wipes available. Okay. And at Walmart here in Green Valley, they have the person standing there, and she's got a box full of masks. Because oh, Walmart, nice. it's still. Uh, they put in Pima County. They put the mask mandate back on, so wow. you have to have a mask to go into Walmart. Even though I see people that don't have them on, but I think once they get in there, they take them off. I I, mean, I, I hadn't heard that they had put the there. mask man mandate back in Pima County. You you guys yeah, last but, week we were talking about the truckers in in Canada, and I found the article. I I posted it. I can post it again in this in this document. But the uh, I, of them. Um, trying to take over a homeless shelter, trying to get them to feed them because they couldn't get food or medical care because they're unvaccinated. And in Ottawa, there's a mask mandate and a vaccination mandate. And so they couldn't go into any of the restaurants. They couldn't go into any of the pharmacies. And so they went into a homeless shelter and tried to get them to feed them because they were out of their own element in Ottawa. Well, let's get back to computer club topics. Uh, I, I, is there, is there a date that we're going to try and get back in to in-person meetings? Is anybody in a hurry? Linda, are you in a hurry? Nope. Nope. Jim, are you in a hurry? Nope. Paul, are you here? I can't remember. Are you in San Carlos right now? No, no. And I know Chester isn't. And so, and Fred's in Costa Rica. None of you other people matter. So it's Jim and Judy and Linda and I. I'm in no hurry. So Linda, Linda, are you here? No, I'm in Green no. Valley. Oh, I thought She's you were in San either. Carlos. So you're not here either. No, no. Okay. No, it's well, just Jim and you and me. So then the only other opinions yeah. are folks that we consider part of the computer club that have not been part of these virtual meetings. And so that's Big Jim. Yeah, I, I, there, there are a couple of people down here who've indicated they would come once we're back uh, live. I think they're crazy not to have come all along. <laughs> that was it. Oh, I've well, gotten I'm, the same. Uh, what's the other, the big guy's name? Oh, he's, he's got Mike. <laughs> he's got what? Mike. Mike, yeah, Mike. Mike said, yeah. I Mike's ready at time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know Ray's oh. interested in it as, as well. Mm-hmm. But why aren't they on here? They, It's just not the same for them. We aren't feeding them breakfast? That's it. There's no <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Maybe the computers aren't working. <laughs> That's right. The computers are down. I'm I'm a little excited, breakfast. anticipating going back now because I had a customer donate some equipment that I've oh. been playing around with and I've been able to uh, build it up as a system. So I, like what I've been doing here is two computers, one for the meeting and one for the broadcast. And I'm going to be able to bring another computer with me that I think will be able to take over these jobs. So I... 
I'm getting geared up for it. (laughs) Yeah, let's do some computer stuff. Linda, what do you got? Okay, well, we're thinking about buying this Dell all-in-one computer with the big screen. Okay. Do you have a a model we can look up? Yeah. Dell. 7700, I think it is. 7700. Got a 27-inch screen. 27-inch all-in-one. Yeah. Well, my husband's not seeing that well, and we were thinking we'd buy an all-in-one for him. Oh, nice. That's a good idea. My, I, I was vastly back yeah. and forth on these all-in-ones. I like the idea of picking up one screen and having it ready to go as a computer, having everything that you would need as a computer in it. But I, I get frustrated that if the computer were to die or it becomes out of date, that screen's not useful any longer. Uh, in case anybody's uh, not paying attention, I just got the 10-minute warning. So we're on a 10-minute countdown to the next meeting. Your meet codes can be found in the document of possible topics as well as in the email that okay, I sent well, out this morning. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the document uh, link in the chat again just to make sure anybody that showed up recently has easy access to the link. And Linda, what you want to go on about this new computer you're considering? Are you still there? Well, you mentioned 10 years. Well, you know, well, not 10 years, but we might 10 not minutes. We be here in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, what, I, I, I didn't say 10 years. You never know. Yeah. But, but I, uh, what, what drives me crazy is you got this 20, like I've got one. I've got a 27-inch Macintosh from 2007 that we still use. And fortunately, we can still find uses for it. But the one thing that hasn't gone out of date is the screen. The screen is still a beautiful screen. But the only thing that can drive it is the computer inside it. That's it. I there there is no unless I want to do some heavy modifications. It's like some real hackery stuff. There is no changing that motherboard for another computer. It is always going to be that 2007 that 15-year-old computer even though it's a gorgeous 27-inch display. Chester, I'm sure you've thought about this. You've got the same kind of situation with your computer uh, being that all-in-one. They're great. Actually, Go ahead, Chester. Actually, both of them. I have two 24-inch Apple computers, and one of them is at least 10 years old, which Jan uses every day. Mine is probably six years old, and it works beautifully. Yeah. Um, I can imagine if I were were to get another one, I would sure look at what Linda's looking at. One of these, like 27-inch, and especially if you're fooling around with photographs and with, uh, uh, you know, massaging photographs, that would be wonderful. Well, and and I love I love the convenience, the all-in-one convenience. And the only thing that frustrates me is that expense of this screen that you can't upgrade around. I'm sorry, Linda, go ahead. You can't upgrade the screen? Why would you need to? No, what I'm saying is you can't upgrade the computer. You've got this gorgeous screen, and it's been locked in with the computer that you buy it with. If the computer has an overheating problem in the future, or you just have a reason to want to upgrade, the computer. There is no path. The The screen goes with the computer. It's an appliance. It's kind of like having a toaster. If you, need, if you needed a toaster, 
toaster that does four pieces, me? you need to buy a new toaster. But who upgrades yeah, but it's computers only anymore? Another... What? <laughs> what? Who upgrades what? computers anymore? Right. Yeah, I, I hear that sentiment, Chester, and at the same time, when an all-in-one comes to the office and it's burned out, like I, like I dealt with this this season. Here's this great screen, this great format. The only thing I can stick in it is the same computer board. Hopefully I can find it. Hopefully I can... It's, it, the screen, and maybe maybe it's maybe I'm making too much hay out of it because the screen, a 27 inch screen, what's it go for right now? It's it's probably 300, well, that, 500 that bucks. Question. Yeah. How much? It's, uh, I think it's 774. We looked at on Amazon. We found it for 774. It's got Windows 11. It's got the 11th generation uh, Intel. And that's the one what, I've that's what the we one I've got on my screen has the a lot has the i7. Yeah, it's the i7. The i7. So on Dell's website, it's spected oh, at twelve hundred dollars. So you said Amazon's got it for less than that? No, we, no, we found it for seven seventy. Bill, how much is it? Nine seventy eight. Nine seventy eight. How much memory did it come with? How much memory does it have, honey? How much memory? Twelve. Twelve gigabytes. Twelve. Okay, yeah, because I've got this at sixteen. You know what they do say here about the memory makes it clear that the memory is upgradable as far as a computer goes. It looks like the SD drive is yeah, an M two, so that's replaced. If you look at your if you look at your phone and say your tablet and stuff, how much you're really using? You're only using about uh, 50 gigabytes of memory. Well, you're you're talking about secondary storage. The 12 the 12 gigabytes is RAM, and so you're really talking about like the hard drive space. And you're right, there's a, there's a okay, number of devices out there you're not using very much yeah. space on. Like we've actually had kind of a kind, okay, kind so of a renaissance on how to use secondary space because it's gotten faster but not bigger so there there are devices out there that have like half the capacity that a device from five years ago but it's the latest sd drive judy is that your signal that we're running out of time on this meet we got four minutes left yeah so quickly this one quickly this one has i7 12 gigabytes 256 gigabytes solid state one terabyte hard drive it's got 11 pro in it where some of them have windows home instead of 11 pro i haven't seen any reason not to use 11 i i don't think there's any reason to upgrade it but from my limited windows 11 experience i've had in the last month or so it seems like it's just it's just windows 10 with a new coat of paint on it for the most part yeah well i just feel like if it lasts you five years you've gotten your money's worth out of it Sure, and I didn't mean oh, yeah. to take any kind of strong stance on the form factor, but that that's that's what always bothers me about the all-in-one, is that the price, like if you're looking at an $800 computer all-in-one, there's a good chance half that money is just for the screen. And, and if that's the case, I may have wanted to take that $400 and stick it into a really good display or save the money and, and use a cheaper display. And the same goes with the computer portion of it. You're really locked into the computer when you buy an all-in-one. It is an appliance. It's like a toaster. 
And so if you decide later you need a more powerful computer, well, you are replacing everything. You're not you're not going, wow, I love my display, but I need a faster computer. You're you're like, I need to get the whole ball of wax right from the beginning again. And th- th- those that's my only so that's saying, my only stance. You're saying, I, I you're like saying the all in buy a desktop and get the big screen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's one of the issues that I've always had with all in ones. I do the the pros I see in all in ones is the sheer convenience. Like I could imagine myself getting a an all-in-one like this and porting it to the computer club and pulling it out of the box and sticking it on the table. And all I would need is the mouse and keyboard with it. I wouldn't have a big show. There'd be a power button. I, there'd be a power cable to plug in. And, and I love that kind of convenience with the all-in-ones. I, I think that's something to be considered. It's like it's like one, a, is one minute warning. One less than a minute. Less than a minute warning. Okay, I've got the other meet up and ready to go. Okay. So I'm ready to let people in. Here comes Judy. Okay. okay, goodbye. See you in a bit, Linda. I'm gonna shut down this meeting because it's just taking too much power. Here we go. Here's everybody else coming in. Well, I'm so glad people showed up throughout the meeting. Thank thank you all for for showing up. I didn't realize how many people we'd actually gotten into this meeting at this point. We had started out a little light with uh, with Bill and Cheryl on a bus to Alamos. I'm glad all you folks were able to join us today. <laughs> Once again, I forgot. I thought Bill and Cheryl went to Canada. I did too. They did, but they're back. No, they just got back. <laughs> Jim has a new background. <laughs> I just I like found it. that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All the sci-fi. It's like you're in a spacecraft, Jim. And Linda, we can hear you, but we can't see you. Linda's in the shadows. I'm right here. Oh, there you are. Oh, there, there isn't enough light on your face. There you go. Now we can see you. Now we can see you. Well, when I put my so, tablet down, you just see the background of the beach there. So, so Linda, so as far as a re- as far as a recommendation goes, I like how this this all in one looks. I like the size and the price. I like that they've made it clear that the kind of memory and hard drive that's being used, so you can look forward to increasing that in the future if you decide to do that. I, I like everything about it, and the only the only thing is just my own personal feeling about all in ones and i would buy an all-in-one computer for the convenience if i felt like i had the right price and the right package because it's kind of like buying just the right right tv set for the right moment i i just did that for my kids they they um they're splitting into two different bedrooms and for christmas i got them both 40 inch displays and it was just it, it was the right package at the right price at the right moment and and so i had no problems with with buying i feel that way about the all in ones as well. If it was, if everything was right, I, I would, I'd go ahead and get it. And that, to me, is always the the first. Just like my kids' TVs, I guess that's what it's got me thinking about. They have Roku built into them. Well, I may not want to be a Roku person. I I'm, I actually got Fire Sticks to stick in them, but I still have to deal with the Roku. Well, what happens when they Roku decides they're going to stop supporting these TVs? So they're going to do something to their framework. They, so these are all the kinds of thoughts that you have when you're looking at these kinds of products. Is is how flexible will they be now into the future? I think this looks like a great option, though. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I would buy it. There you go, yeah, Linda. The, the price is awesome. 
If you want to stay in Windows, that's that's what you're looking at. The equivalent in a Macintosh at that price point would have to be one of the consumer iMacs, which I think their top size is 24 inches. I don't think they have a 27 yet in the M1. And that would be the M1. It wouldn't be the M1 Max. This has the 11th generation Intel Core processors. In an all-in-one, there's no problem with that, especially if they've given enough room for cooling. That's, that's what it comes down to if you're staying with the intel processors is is that this 12th generation is showing performance very close to what the macintoshes are and the big difference is the amount of power that it's consuming for for the intel 12th generation chips they're they're bringing power up to 120 to 240 watts to compare with a laptop chip running at at 45 to 85 watts and so that's really what when 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 you're so say that again say that again it is a solid state drive so it shouldn't be that hot should it well the solid state drive wouldn't have anything to do with the processor's temperature and that's what we're talking about is is that whole cooling so when you think about the radiator and the fluid of your car what we're talking about in your computer is the cpu's cooling system to keep that processor from the the hotter it gets the more it needs to be cooled down the hotter it gets the slower the processor will go it'll it'll do this self-preservation so as it gets hotter if it can't cool down it'll slow down and lose performance to the extent of shutting itself off so that it doesn't burn up and so when you look at intel processors now you really want to be paying attention to their cooling system because they're advertising these great speeds this processor goes up 4.7 gigahertz well what you're compromising for those that kind of speed is a whole lot of heat that needs to be dissipated you also don't know if that's sustainable and and if i was concerned about that like say you're buying this all in one for 4k video processing like you're going to be a video editor then what would really matter to me is some reviews talking about how long you can sustain four or higher gigahertz because a lot of these products to to tailor size have compromised on the cooling system and so they can't sustain these high speeds you've got a chip in it that can go really fast but you haven't put a cooling system on it that will keep it going really fast so it'll burst it's called bursting it'll burst up to these speeds for activities that don't need to be run for very long so that's great when you're like opening up a window or you're uh, bringing up a photo from your photos but it's not so great when you're rendering uh, a video for your bar your kids bar mitzvah you you just the rendering starts out really fast goes really fast and then as it gets hot it has to slow everything down and so it's got this curve based on how hot it gets it's this crossing curve and that's what that's what apple's don't worry about that yeah well that's what apple's youtube video (laughs) yeah so that that's the only thing is things like that as you go forward in the intel processors they they are they are they're making the compromise battery life so so in mobile devices the intel processors are making less and less sense because they have to compromise on battery life because of cooling cooling conditions 
Uh, in an all-in-one, okay, so it doesn't Sandy, matter. So yes? Sandy, that yes. orange pitcher, that orange pitcher that's behind you. Oh, yes? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't think it's anything special. I think I picked it up like a um, big box or, you oh. know, maybe Salvation Army or something. And I thought, perfect color I needed. But it was years ago. I had it in Mexico. Oh. So <laughs> I just I think it just caught my eye. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in the medieval future wherever I am in the Southwest to make sure I have. <laughs> you know, in case you've all been wondering about marmalade, I finally did make some marmalade out of our first batch of oranges that we've ever gotten here. And um, I uh, must say it's pretty good, but real thick. So I have to go pick it. I didn't put anything in it, but sugar and the fruit. So I must have, um, what do they call that? Fused? Not fused. Reduced it. it. It must have been too much of a reduction. Oh. Is what I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm starting to make some more. That's kind of fun. On a, on a little different subject, you were delicious. talking about the specifications, the specifications for a computer purchase. You yes. should get into the television purchase. Wow. <laughs> It's just, uh, I spent three or four days um, looking at various systems and screens uh, for a television. Well, Chester, I'm happy to tell you that I don't have the luxury of doing anything but shopping by my pocketbook when it comes to TVs, <laughs> which which lowers the, the amount of choice that I have available to me. And I have to remind myself, well, I've still got the TV I bought 10 years ago, so it just doesn't... <laughs> You know, whatever I buy, I'm probably going to keep using. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. Now, were you looking at 8K TVs? No, they tell me that my research on the 8K was that there's no programming available for it, and it's very marginal improvement right. compared to what you have to pay to get an 8K. So I stayed with the 4K. Okay. So did you get an 80-inch television? That's what my husband oh. wants to get. I got a, yes, um, I bought a 75-inch Samsung that has uh, ultra-high-definition. What made you decide on the Samsung? Or was there other brands that you were considering? Yeah, I considered almost everything. And uh, one of the reasons I bought the, the Samsung was I liked the specifications compared to the others. But Costco gave me a $900 credit. So oh. that had a little bit of influence on what I bought. Wait, what's the $900 credit about? Was it was it on your, because you're using a Costco credit card? I bought it through Costco. I bought it from Costco. And uh, I don't get $900. I get a credit card worth $900 worth of merchandise. So this is like an add-on to your purchase. If you buy this TV, we'll give you $900 of Costco credit. Yes. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's great. You just bought it, Chester? Yeah, it's being delivered uh, after our meeting here. I want one. I just won $900 credit at Costco. (laughs) That's an awesome deal. Chester, do you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I looked at uh, TVs at Costco yesterday and had some beautiful images on the one that that showed um, cactus flowers opening up. And my question is, when they have a demo recording for those TVs, are they using a camera and and quality of of, uh, recording 
that you'll never see from your that's, that's I, my research established that they're using special um, special feed into those televisions. But what I did is they had the same feed going to every television, and I could very definitely see a difference between side by side television. Yeah, For okay, example, the Samsung versus uh, Sony. Uh, even the Sony may be more substantial in terms of quality. Uh, the, the the sharpness was not there compared to the Samsung, but that was showing the same uh, picture. Yeah. Chester, if okay. you were looking at 2022 TV sets in that class, I think the Sony that you were looking at is using a Samsung display that is new. It's brand new. Samsung has not created a TV for it yet, but they have. But they are creating the display for the Sony TV. And the only reason I remember this is because that was the complaint from reviewists that they got some special whiz-bang out of the display in general, something about power, and but their, but their complaint was that it wasn't as bright as they thought it should be, specifically compared to the previous technology. This is a new display technology that was created by Samsung, but hasn't been utilized in a Samsung TV yet. I, I suspect that's what you were looking at, was the, that in that class, I bet that's what was going on when you saw that screen difference. That's what these reviewists well, saw as well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, long, so. Could you have gotten the $900 credit with uh, across a range of TVs at Costco, or was no. it just the Samsung? Well, I- I had my I was pretty had my mind made up. Uh, I just went there for verification. And, sure. Uh, I'm just curious how so, the credit were if it was associated with the Samsung or if you could have gotten it with the Sony. Okay, I I know that I also went back to see if I could just get an 85 inch same specs. Okay. And the credit was two hundred dollars, not nine hundred. So it and, was related uh, to the model TV you're looking at. It was, they must had an abundance of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, there's. There was this little checkbox that said, don't, you can't bring it back after the Super Bowl. I bet it did. <laughs> well, it may have, but I sure didn't look for it anyway. Yeah. But it does That's have return. It. it does have, I did see a return policy. Uh, you return it within so many days, 90 days, 30 days, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't plan to return it. Well, it, that's I great. Screen. Hey, do you happen to know the model or you, you just think of it as the, as the 75 inch Samsung 2022 4K? Well, I have the model number here somewhere. Uh, yeah, I've got How the exciting! It's QM seventy-five. QM seventy-five. U eight. Oh, Q eight. Q eight B. Q eight B. As in boy. A A. Double A. Yes, and A A is an alpha. F X Z A. F X Z A. Well, that's exciting, Chester. I love getting new, new technology. Well, I think this is a 2021 model. That 2021? It has the $900 credit. Mm. Mr., can you send your computer image to it? Um, I don't have your email address. Give me that and I'll, I'll, I'll get, get you. Oh, a, uh, I think the question is, is, is it ready to be cast to? Is that what you're asking? If you could take your laptop and stick it up on the screen? 
So many of yeah. the, I bet it, I bet it does. So many of these new, com, new TV sets has it built right in where you can look at it as a wireless display in Windows, Windows yes. 10 or yeah. Windows 11. Yes, you can, you can hook your computer up to this. You can hook almost anything up to it. Hey, Chester, can you put that model number in the uh, message? Oh, here, I'll Let do me it. see if I can. I wrote it down for our notes, copy. I'll, I'll, I'll paste it into our chat so you can get it there, Fred. This is Chester. Chester's model number for his new Samsung. Yeah, I was going to look it up after the after the meeting because I'm curious. Well, hey, I I come to this meeting with only a few articles that I thought were interesting, and one I just stuck in our chat was from Ars Technica talking about how Google is starting a program where you can re- teach Chromebook repair at school. And so what they're doing, I, 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 and you'll probably find it, you probably know of young people in your lives, grand grandchildren that have been using these Chrome books in their schools and what's happening is they're taking beatings and there's a couple of different models that Google has provided the repair instructions for and built a whole course on setting up a repair depot in your school. This is something you could send on to to the parents of the young people you know, because you could imagine a junior high or a high school where a science lab has been dedicated to taking in Chromebooks and getting them fixed, especially places where they're all using a particular model. They've got two right now. I think one's a Samsung and one's a Lenovo, but they're going to expand that. And the idea is to provide teachers with the resources so that they can teach teach a class in repairing computers right there in the school and fix the school computers at the same time. I thought it was pretty innovative. I thought you guys might get a, might be able to appreciate it. And I stuck the link in our chat just a moment ago. Uh, it's well written. And at the very least, there's some nice pictures of the inside of Chromebooks to give you an idea of what they would be dealing with. I like this stuff that is is user replaceable. I've had to deal with it on my kids, my kids stuff. There's a picture here of what some of the repair documentation would look like. Disconnecting a battery, a motherboard, a daughter board. Sounds like a brilliant idea. Is that something that could be implemented at the schools here in Mexico? I suspect it could because what we're really talking about is assistance with repair instruction and resources. So I think it's all digital and I think it could be very, very easily implemented in a school. It would be based on relevancy, and the relevancy would be the models. These repair guides right now, like I said, I think, oh, it's Acer and Lenovo. Apple took over education there for a while. The only computers that came in were Apple computers. So all our kids got very familiar with them. We had a monopoly on them for a while there. That was pretty smart on that part because they weren't going much. I mean, they weren't, what I'm going to say, there wasn't a lot of people buying them at the time because they were so expensive. So the schools bought them. Hey, I don't think you can hear me, can you? That's all I have. You can't hear me, can you? you I'm going to I'm gonna disconnect Bye. and reconnect. We lost him. I'm back. Uh, I'm back. Can you hear me? <laughs> I'm sorry. For some reason, my mic failed yes, in that meeting. You. What? My microphone failed. My, my video kept going, but I couldn't use my microphone. Could you I, hear I, anything? 
I heard everything, but you guys couldn't hear me. So I went ahead and right. disconnected and reconnected right. real quick. And everything seems to be working now. And and what I, w- what I was stating is I think very much it could be implemented in a school locally. It would just come down to them having the repair guides for the particular models. And I, th- I think that's what's significant about this is they're talking about a repair, a, a library of resources. So they, they would be adding to user manuals and setting up their own repair guides for particular Chromebook models with the intention that it could be presented as a class and used to repair the equipment in a school. So I don't think it would make any difference if it was in a Mexican school, a Canadian school, a U.S. school. The uh, Being Google, I imagine everything would be translated into different languages because they've got the algorithms to do it. I think it's a pretty cool thing. I want to keep it in our, our lexicon. I, I want us talking about it and telling telling parents about it and schools about it because it seems like an easy way to help schools take care of their own resources, which is, I guess, how schools are now. They're stuck helping themselves. Yeah. Yes. I also think it's a far cry from the suggestion of having kids work as janitors. They can work as IT techs. Preparing them for the future. That's right. (laughs) I'm sorry, Linda. What was it you were going to say? What happened to Chester? It looks like he's disconnected. And Judy's gone too. Yeah, and and go. we we are kind of at the end of our meeting. I did bring some recommendations for content. If you want to stick around, otherwise we can say goodbye, Linda. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I got a quick question for you, Scott. Oh, please, yeah. What's your uh, question there, Jim? You know, is there any way? To, where did uh, Scott get Radiosity and LiveNet TV? for his service well they're available you don't have to use scott he wouldn't appreciate me making that clear i'm sure but you can take all those responsibilities on yourself and what what he does make very clear is what he's selling is his service him being available to help you him knowing how the equipment works how the app works and, and having answers for you that's really what he's selling you monthly but what he's selling is available as a, as an individual contract. You can go find it, the, the supplier online, and you can make payments to them for access to their, their service. Now, finding it, though, becomes more okay. of a challenge. You're probably doing some Google searches on radiosity, and the results will probably take you to discussion rooms. And it'd probably be a good, ex- a good discussion to have Linda in, because I'm sure she's dealt with a lot of that stuff as well with her IPTV because there isn't there isn't like a netflix.com to go to to sign up there's there's like this sketchy path of of individuals pointing to each other and you probably have to make a bitcoin payment or set up a bitcoin payment methodology to pay them but there's there's nothing that there's sounds, uh... I'm speculating I'm not talking from from fact I'm just I, I I'm familiar with how these things have worked in the past and I've heard Scott talk about having a reseller account. And so like he's able to set up many, many people under his one account. And that makes it easier for these kinds of businesses really out guy, there. The yeah, no, I, my folks use Scott. We, I have no uh, complaints with what he does. While my sister was here. <laughs> 
But uh, his service doesn't have closed captioning, and I really want closed captioning. So we went ahead and canceled. And I was just curious what else was out there. Well, and the the short answer is Streamio does everything we want, so it's pretty much hard to. Uh, get, yeah, what to Streamio doesn't cover is is live TV. Up. That's that's the big issue right now is live TV. It, exactly. Yeah, and you know a lot of people are happy and with not. YouTube TV, but it's expensive. YouTube TV has so many channels; they've got a hundred over a hundred channels, and you can set it up for your region, and it will broadcast you your local broadcasts and when you're set up for your region then you don't have to justify your region you can use a vpn in mexico and you still have access to those local broadcasts but then there's a whole slew of stuff that's that's live and i just haven't seen other than going with like a radiosity i haven't seen as as interesting a package as i've seen with youtube tv it just seems to work and, and what you're paying, I mean, I think it's expensive. I think it's something like $65 a month. But what you're paying for is something to just work. And it's really close to a cable package, but it's it's more than a cable. It's Yeah, it's it's cable through the Internet. That's That's probably the best way to think of it. So anywhere in the United States, you've got access to those to those channels, and then anywhere with a VPN, you have access to those channels. The uh, the one thing I would say though is setting up your region becomes an issue when you're not in it. If uh, if you wanted to set up YouTube TV to show you local broadcasts from say Anchorage, you'd want to be in Anchorage when you're setting up that region. You can set up YouTube TV from anywhere, but if you want to take advantage of how it will broadcast you local stations, then then the easiest way is to be in that local area when you set that up. Got it. Right. Yeah. Now through through Scott, we're able to get the um, computer, or not computer, the TV, Scott. We're able to get on something called America, or anyway, has a big flag on it. And uh, every morning I can watch Anchorage News, and it's been wonderful, but really delightful to be able to see my hometown through the winter <laughs> and what's going on there every morning. Yes, so that's something awesome. Something about with Scott's apparatus. Well, and I just a follow up from last week. Uh, there's an article that I've put in our document. I'll put it on this meeting called "Fire TV Recast." Is it still worth buying for cord cutters? And this is the device that I talked about last week that we've talked about in club before, where it takes in an HD TV signal and allows you to use it like a DVR, and it just sits on an internet with an HD antenna, pulls in whatever channels that you want to watch, and it rebroadcasts them across your Fire TV. Now, there's been less interest in this as recently, but but what has happened is that it's gone down in price, and so that's why I think the last price I've seen is is $120 for the device. It used to be a very expensive device. So this might be something that that you would add to what you're doing. I can imagine having one of these in an area like Phoenix, and you'd have access to all those high-definition over-the-air signals. And then you can feed it through your internet to your Fire TV devices, either as scheduled recordings like a DVR or as live TV. 
Anyway, if that sounds like anything that you're interested in looking at, I put a link in our document. I'll look at that. Yeah, it's Please it's do. cool. And I've got to go, everybody. All right, Jim. Thanks for see being with us week. today. Yeah, we'll see you next see week. You and there's just the three of us left. We started the meeting with few, and we're ending it with few. We've gotten to a recommendations section where I thought I would be sharing with more people. Is there any recommendations you folks would like to share with us for TV? Movies, books, audiobooks, podcasts, anything that that you think the rest of us would find enjoyable. My wife and I have recently gotten turned on to a Netflix series that we had never heard of before. It's in its third season called Love. It is a comedy that has us rolling. It's uh, fairly modern. If uh, I watched, I watched Resident Alien the other night. Though. Oh, that's a great one. They're on their set. They just started their second season, didn't they? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I saw the what was that one? Resident, Resident Alien. Resident Alien. It's got uh, what's his name in it? Alan. Uh, oh, I can't remember his last name now. He's been in all kinds of sci-fi stuff. Grant Tudic, Tudic, Alan Tudic. Yeah. He also played one of the. He played the the K two robot in uh, so, not Solo, the other Star Wars independent movie, the um, um, Rogue One, the Rogue Run One movie. If you have any interest in Star Wars, he played that. I watched Jack Riker this week. The new. This is this is the new series. Reacher is that well, it? Yeah, I, I think it'll only last one year, but if they come on again, uh, there's more blood in that series than uh, uh, the blood bank has. <laughs> they could use some of that now. <laughs> the now blood they, bank. Fred, just verify for me. Is this, is it called Reacher? Is this, or, no. yeah, this is, I think it's on Prime. Yeah. They've just released this. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, it's a recasting because they had Tom Cruise playing that role in the, in the movies. Right. Yeah. I didn't care and, for the Tom Cruise movies of this it really felt like a rehash i didn't find it very mm-hmm. interesting but i read a, a headline that made it sound like it was a good recasting and a, a better way to tell the stories well i found it very interesting uh like i said there's enough blood in it that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey i've got one other that i would recommend right now as far as a series goes and uh it's it's uh, it's kind of a hard one to watch i'm on the set i just finished the second episode I think it's on Showtime. We need to talk about Cosby. It's a documentary, and uh, it goes into Bill Cosby and his rise to fame. But it, it does a really good job of of filling out the environment in each of his time periods, and and the sentiment that the general people had, and and how how African Americans felt about him at the time. And it, it just goes through his history, and they're releasing it week by week, and so I've watched the first two episodes of it and it's just very intriguing to I mean it it almost it almost apologizes for being duped because it points out how like the whole world was duped by by Cosby during these time periods and and what's what else is very interesting is going back they go back and look at his 
his comedy and and the things he did he did just an amazing amount of things just all over i uh, and and they they point to different routines he did where it's very obvious that he is taking from this this hidden life of his and putting it into his comedy and he's talking about it. he's he, they, in the first two episodes they've referenced a, a skit that i was aware of that i hadn't really hadn't really put with 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 this rape stuff that and drugging stuff uh, date rape stuff uh spanish fly he had a spanish fly routine maybe you guys remember that because it's it's back from from the early 70s he had a spanish fly routine that they would point Point to, and and he goes into they they've just got all these great clips of things that he did and said that kind of shine a light on what he was doing at the time, kind of like his own inside joke to who he is, and so that's where I I it's like a painful thing to watch at times because. I was growing up as he was the household father on TV, and so it's hard to go back and and see what was going on. Interlaced with this is um, uh, interviews with the women that have brought accusations against him, and it's given them plenty of room to get their details out so that you can see how how confusing and and difficult it is to pin down on Cosby these activities how it's how it's taken over 100 and I think it's 149 women have come forward it's taken up to that that number to just be taken seriously uh, the the series is done by a, a, an African American comedian that I know I know well from other stuff, and I apologize I can't remember his name at the moment, but I highly recommend the series. Uh, you don't see that you hear his voice at times. He's at least in these first two episodes. You don't. He's not on screen. The show isn't about him. You'll hear his voice from time to time asking questions in interviews with people. But he's just done a really good job of producing this. At times, it really feels like an apology to to the world I, I, because it really points out how he just duped everyone and how you're not alone for having these feelings they, that that uh, this is hard because it, it has happened to everybody uh, so i it's an easy thing to recommend <laughs> i found it intriguing yeah, if you um, guys oh go ahead Mom. i have one we've been watching um the girl from oslo i don't know if anybody's heard of that mm. um it's a Norwegian. I'm sure it's Norwegian uh, because Norway plays a big part in this. But anyway, it's a, it's about a girl and her boyfriend that go into the Middle East and they they get captured and they're now being um, um, the the family's trying to get them back and all of the drama, the political drama of that and other stories coming on it too. We um, we find that we're interested enough in it that we stick in stick with it. Uh, even though there's a few confusing things and we have to have them repeat every once in a while. We don't, we can't hear quite the words, but um, be prepared for that if you go to look at it. Otherwise, it's a pretty darn good story about how difficult all that is. The girl from Oslo? Mm -hmm. The girl or girl from Oslo? I think it's the, the girl from the girl Oslo. From Oslo. And of course, she's the one that's captured, so Norwegians are hot on it. <laughs> Just not getting anywhere. <laughs> 
Anything else? I, I, I got a movie recommendation if nobody's got anything else. Very sure. funny. I think you'd all enjoy. It's a dark comedy. It's called Red Rocket. I think it's a, a couple of years old now. And uh, it is it is the story of a porn star goes home. And uh, <laughs> it's very funny. It's, a, it's adult, but not not in that way. I mean, it's it's got to have an R rating. And, but the humor, is, it's like this sad humor because this guy is just this very uh, appealing person. Good hearted, uh, attractive, funny. But all the... The, as you're watching the movie, you are um, discovering what has happened to him since he left his hometown and the decisions they made in, that include things like drug abuse and uh, compromising positions and and the porn industry in general, all the way up to how to get back into it and coercing people to join him in it. And all and all from this really personable person this is just very easy to like easy to empathize with character and and i think that's really where the dark humor comes from you shouldn't be you shouldn't be empathizing with this person kind of the same way you watch dexter you kind of watch this movie right and and you and you maybe it takes you a little while to catch up with that maybe i've spoiled it by saying that maybe maybe you won't look at it the same way and i'm sorry if i have but it's definitely worth watching it's very funny and, and uh it's just a dark premise it's called say the name again red rocket red rocket yeah like a like, like a derogatory term i i imagine yes <laughs> and then we also watched another one that for the life of me i don't know how to say it it's it, it's an american production based on a guy that is uh, that was um trying to get out of gitmo it's fairly new. I'm going to post the name in the chat because I can't say it. I'm sorry. It's Maritarian. Maritarian. It's it's the region that he's from. So it's like saying a Georgian or an Alaskan or a Mexican. It's the Maritarian. I think I'm saying that. I'm I'm coming close to saying that correctly. I. But uh, it's a fascinating story. It's got Jodie Foster in it playing a lawyer. This is this is a time period where uh, the United States decided to give them uh, rights like we have in the United States. Everyone has a right to a trial to face their accusers. And so this is when they were allowing lawyers to go to Gitmo and build cases to bring in front of courts so that they could get these people out of I, I, out of jail out of this purgatory uh, terrorism jail. So it's a fascinating story. It's another one that it's not funny. It's another one that's sad and dark, uh, but it's really enlightening and it's well done. And I'll put a link on the meeting post for that because for the life of me, I can't say the name correctly. Maybe I can Google it and get Google to say it and then I'll repeat it. But that would be the end of my recommendations. Paul, did I you see I put more. Paul, did you see I put your your uh cruise ship your cruise movies 2022 on our website? Yeah, I saw that. That, that was great. a great list of movies. If anybody's looking for yeah, recommendations, Paul's provided quite a list from his cruise experience. <laughs> I think Paul cruises the way we do. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll tell you what the situation was. It was my wife, her sister, and m- myself on this cruise, and they had a, a balcony room, and I had the internal oh. interior room opposite. So that gave me the ability to watch TV without b- disturbing them. <laughs> or them disturbing you. <laughs> the Mauritanian. It's, it's midnight. Can't you turn that thing off? Hey, Google just Google just taught me how to say this. The Mauritanian. The Mauritanian. Mauritanian. The Mauritanian. Mauritanian. It's M A U R I T A N A or I A N. M A U. Say that again, Paul. From Mauritania. Yes, from Mauritania. It's in the Middle East. Mm. It's a region in the United... I didn't know it until I Googled it, but it's a region in the Middle East. And I think it's a sleeper movie because it came out like last year and I didn't hear anybody talk about it. And it's an exceptional movie. This is we're still talking about the red one. No, no, this is this is the um Gitmo. All right, I got it. Yeah. Got it. Gizmo. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I was as you guys were talking, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it and I stuck it into Google Translate and told it to tell me what that says. And and so now I know how to pronounce it. Did you have a robot accent? No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it it does when I tell it to pronounce for well actually maybe maybe it did it, it does have an accent when I ask it to pronounce foreign words like it's really funny to listen to Google speak Spanish when you're set at English <laughs> right because it sounds like the worst gringo tourist in the world I was one year of high school in Spanish yeah so you do too you're saying you could fulfill that role for Google yeah yeah I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that's all I've got for today. I've got some ancient news stories that are in this document that I'm just going to remove because I feel like they're not ripe any longer. We've never talked about them, and I don't feel like they matter to us anymore. Okay. So we will start fresh with news stories next week, and I will publish another document and share it with all of you. If you have anything you'd like to include in our discussion next week, and you know ahead of time, stick it in the document so that I can have a chance to look it over before we meet. Well, once again, I forgot that this meeting is in in the nine o'clock hour in San Pedro. So (laughs) I joined it half an hour into the meeting. I was feeling so lonely at the beginning of the meeting because Bill and Cheryl are on a bus to Alamos. They weren't joining us. And so it was was me and Fred to begin with. It's like, hey, this is a really, really little meeting to begin with. Scott, I'm surprised they're back down there. I thought they were heading home for the summer or for a year. No, no, it was a it was a quick trip. I think they uh, I think they return periodically, kind of like you and Dad do to Alaska. I think uh-huh. they do it for for healthcare stuff. I see things like that. Yeah, but they yeah. I think they go back like every ninety days, something like that. Oh yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so Maybe. I think I think when they come back, they'll be back down for like three months, and then they'll head back up to, to Canada. Yeah, we hope to uh, go down to San Carlos in about a month. Oh, that'd be awesome, Paul. Well, and you'll be addressing the in-person meetings issue at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I've got uh, a hunger for chilaquiles. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way we're doing in-person meetings right now, is if you feel like doing an in-person meeting at Tequilas, go for it. They've got internet. Bring your laptop and join us here on our virtual meeting. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. There I'm thinking this is what I'm imagining is when we do in person meetings again, it's probably gonna be table islands. And I'm gonna ask people to bring their laptops in so that two or three people at a time can be together around one computer. And we'll do the virtual meeting, but we'll also do the in person thing all at the same time. I just, well, I don't like, go ahead, Paul. Well, it's not the same now that Esmeralda is married to my best buddy down there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who the new Esmeralda is these days. It's been, it's been two years. It's been 101 virtual meetings. That's how long it's been. Wow. Our next meeting will be two years of doing virtual meetings. That's impressive, Scott. No, I'm wrong. Not our next meeting. In three more meetings. I'm doing my math wrong. Three more <laughs> weeks. Three more weeks until we hit the two-year mark. All right. I well, keep watching you, Randy, with that knife. Yeah. I'm making marmalade for my son who won't get it till next year, maybe, unless he comes north and picks some up. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. We you'll have to send it down. We made marmalade one time when it was just the opposite of yours. It ended up to be orange syrup for pancakes. <laughs> oh, well, I bet that was good. Yeah, it did. I, I think we put pectin and it just never set. Really? Um, this one, um, if I do this process, I don't. the pectin comes from the skin because you leave the skin in. And apparently the skin and that white, the white stuff between the skin and the actual fruit has pectin in it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought pectin was probably something like pig fat or something, you know, the thicker oh, thing to with. It comes from apples, usually. Oh, yeah, there's pectin in the skins. Yeah. yeah so when you buy produced pectin, it's an apples product. Interesting. Well, this is pectin from, from citrus fruit. Well, guys, I'm going to let you go. You can stay if you'd like, but I'm going to hang up. <laughs> you got a, less than 10 minutes until we're, we're out of here or until the meeting's over. But I'm going to say adios. Until next time, tech on. We'll talk next Tuesday. All right. Tell Viviana we're thinking of her. Oh, I will. <laughs> See you guys. Later. Adios. Have a good week. You too, Fred. Well, that was the San Carlos Computer Club, and I am Scott Stimson from International Computer Solutions. If you're looking for a computer solution anywhere out there on the Internet, get a hold of me. I can help remotely. There's a lot of remote help that I can do. As long as I don't have to lay hands on it, I might be the guy to help you. And I charge Mexican uh, rates, so there you go, yeah. from my desk here in my office. Uh, Scott at internationalcs.net. And if you enjoyed this and would like to see or hear more of this, check out our website at sccclub.org. That's where you go for all your San Carlos Computer Club uh, posts. All these things we talk about are summed up in a blog post with links to our articles, as well as fun stuff like the artwork that I make for the episode and uh, jigsaw puzzles and things like that. So please check out our website. Uh, you'll enjoy it. We're a podcast as well, and every podcast starts with an intro with me and my family. So if you're interested in what's happening to us each week, check out the intro. It's about the first two to three minutes of every podcast, and we're available in iTunes or wherever you get your pod podcasts. Just search for the San Carlos Computer Club. Again, this is Scott. Today's February the 8th to 2022. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you next Tuesday at 10. Until then, tech on.